You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, Dr. Gray? I'm wonderful. What can I help you with? Um, I've been watching your podcasts for quite some time. Um, So I feel like my questions may be a bit redundant, but again, everyone's scenario is a little different. Yep. Um, so I'm very thankful for this call. appreciate you for doing yeah. this. Um, I wanted to know, um, I'm a non-traditional applicant, um, have not been um, in the medical field within the past, I would say, year and a half just because of some life changes mm-hmm. um, and actively uh, seeking to apply next year okay. um, and kind of preparing myself to retake my MCAT. Um, and currently in a master's program in something that I'm passionate about, okay. uh, which is a master's in medical nutrition. So I love nutrition. Awesome. Um, so I just wanted your your viewpoint on, I've applied twice in the past, no, sorry, three times in the past, um, but had a lot of life stuff going on and just like really couldn't focus that energy um, on applying. Um, so I just wanted to know your take. What are some things that I should really focus on going into this next application um, season this this next year. Yeah, so that that's a whole can of worms, right? And before I can give you an answer and, and really help guide you, I, we, we have to rewind and and kind of peel back the onion and figure out what happened in the past that caused you kind of the LeBron-esque, not one, not two, not three, well, three application cycles uh, that haven't been successful. So let's let's rewind all the way back to application number one. Why do you think mm-hmm. you didn't get in? Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Let me pull back quite a, some of years. Um, I don't feel that at that time, I was just going in myself, not really seeking any support from anyone. That may be my personal statement mm-hmm. um, and my secondary um, essays didn't maybe weren't putting the best of me out there if I were to think about it. Okay. (laughs) So more narrative and less stats. Yeah. And I really didn't try to hone in too much on my stats because it was during a time where it seemed that medical schools were trying to focus more on a diverse candidate as opposed to just. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pause you. I'll pause you. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and the stats still matter, Yeah. right? So right. there are lots of students out there that have that kind of mindset because they're like, "Whoa, it's well, it's it's holistic review, right?" And mm-hmm. so they're not going to care about my two point five GPA. They're not going to care about my four ninety MCAT score. I'm like, yes, they will. First and foremost, the school has to be confident that you're going to get through medical school. That's always the first question they're asking. So stats do matter and everything else matters too. So. Makes sense. <laughs> are stats an issue? Um, got a 3.6 GPA. My first MCAT was well below the average. So I think that yes, the MCAT did hinder me. Okay. Um, in, in applying, definitely, definitely. I think that's a component. Um, but I also think that the way I just maybe put myself out there wasn't 
in a way that I guess nowadays you kind of have to sell yourself mm. as to why mm. you would be the best candidate mm. for their school. No, like no, no. <laughs> you don't watch enough of me if you if that's what you're coming at me with. Don't uh, come at me with that. I, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like because it is so competitive, right? There it has is. to be something that that sets you apart from from everyone else who's unique but, in so many different ways. But, but, that's, but that's who's what I mean who's selling. unique? Who's unique? I mean, what, we all are. What exactly? We all are. That that's the answer, <laughs> right? You're unique yeah. because of your parents, your grandparents, your siblings, your aunt and uncles, right? Your family. The lens that you look at life through is what makes you unique. It's not, oh, I, I cured cancer, therefore I'm unique and that's how I'm going to sell myself. It's not that you're the most dedicated, you're the most hardworking, you're the most whatever, because you can't prove that, right? The only thing that you can do is tell your story and someone's either going to like it or they're not, right? At the end of the day, yes. you tell your story you focus on your specific journey, not how you're better than Susie or better than Johnny. You tell your story with your blinders on, not giving a rat's you-know-what about anyone else that's applying because you can't control them. You can only control you. And you put yourself out there in the application and say, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And yes, you write a personal statement about why you want to be a doctor. Not that you're going to be the best doctor. Not that you're the hardest working person that's ready to be a doctor. Why do you want to be a doctor? Your activities. Mm-hmm. Focus on the, the things that you've done. How have they impacted you? Not how they've taught you these skills or that they've prepared you in this way. Because everyone can say those same stupid things. But the impact, the personal impact that either you've had on an experience or that that experience had on you is the uniqueness that you're trying to draw upon. But everyone goes to, well, it taught me skills. I'm like, okay, I don't care about that, right? So focus on your own journey. Don't try to focus on standing out or selling yourself. Just tell your story. And that alone is what connects human to human, and, and makes a reviewer go, oh, this, this student, yes, has the stats to do well enough. We have the data that shows that someone coming in with this GPA and this MCAT score, they're going to do just fine in our curriculum. Pass that. Now let me look at everything else. Great story. Great person. They've done a lot of things. I'm really interested in talking to them. Awesome. Right? Your, your passion potentially for medical nutrition is going to come through, not because you're selling yourself, but probably because you have activities around those things. And you're going to have a, a, your transcript that's going to show that you're taking these courses. And your passion is going to come through, not so that you can sell yourself about, oh, nutrition is the best and, and I'm going to be the better doctor because I know all about nutrition. Your passion is just going to come through about why you love nutrition, how it's impacted your life, how you've seen it impact other people's lives. And then a program like Tulane, where they have a, a culinary institute in their medical school, is going to go, this is the perfect fit for our, our class. 
Okay. Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's go back to step one. So potentially poor narrative first time around, just t- telling your story. Potentially bad MCAT score first time around. 3.6, not a terrible GPA. Typically going to be quote unquote good enough for most schools, depending on trends and other things. So you get through the first application cycle. What was the time period between first and second application cycle? And what did you do to improve? Uh, Good question. It was the following year, Okay, I believe. So kind of a knee-jerk reapply. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay, maybe I got this. I decided to take the MCAT again. Okay. And scored maybe about five, six points higher, but definitely not where I wanted to be. Okay. Um, Redid my personal statement. I edited it. I didn't like redo the entire thing, but I added some things, took out some things, um, and sought out like the opinion of, um, cousins who are physicians, uh, writers in my family, uh, just to kind of get their perspective on, on how everything sounded. Yep. Um, did that with most of my secondaries as well. Um, and still nothing. (laughs) Okay. Interviews, nothing. No interviews. Nope. Okay. Same boat second time around. Okay. Okay. Second verse, same as the first. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So so we get through that. Uh, and I'm assuming at that point, some frustration setting in, some, some imposter syndrome, some self-doubt. But you applied a third time. Knee jerk one um, next I, year. Did you take some time this time? Um, I took a couple years off. Okay. The first year I applied, uh, was right after I got my undergrad. So, um, it was the year after actually. So I took like a year, uh, worked, um, in healthcare for a bit, was okay. a respite, um, and habilitative provider for a couple of years. Um, and then during the second application, I started, um, working at a juice bar, which has like nothing to do with medicine. And then I got like in the sort of managerial position for a couple of years. Nice. And then at that time I was also working as a scribe at my local children's hospital. Okay. I did that for about three years. So during the third application, I was, uh, kind of working at the juice bar, not really, but really heavily working as a scribe. Um, and that's kind of when I was like, you know what, like, I know this is what I want to do. This just to solidify that I know I want to be a physician. Okay. Um, but at the time, it may have been another knee jerk. I'm not sure because at the time my mom had relapsed breast cancer mm. um, for the third time. Mm. So it was kind of like one of those weird situations of like, do I apply? I don't know if I, I don't know if I have the time and the commitment to apply with everything going on at home. Um, but my mom urged me to apply. Um, and so I did, um, it went a little better cause I actually got in touch with a Dean at one of the, my local, uh, med schools and had a conversation with her, but I thought it was going to be an interview. Um, <laughs> but it turned out to be like, Hey, these are your stats. This is where you are. This is where my students that, you know, we've accepted are. Um, and I left very discouraged cried the second I walked out of her office. Mm. It was just like, it was horrible. Um, Cause at that point I just felt like I was a number. Like she didn't give me the opportunity to really tell her about myself and why I want to apply to medical school and why I think it's important that that's my journey in life. Yeah. Um, so very disheartened from that experience. 
my mom ended up passing away like a few months Mm. later, like during COVID. Um, So it was just, I think it was like really weird timing. I don't know if I benefited from applying that cycle. Honestly, it's really hard to say. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I'm I'm thinking of taking the MCAT again and and gearing up for that. Um, just cause I think that is a factor that unfortunately is, is pushing me off of the even look list. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I, I'm sorry about your mom. Um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, time, time has gone and, and you're talking about it. Uh, it sounds like you, you had a, a good, good relationship with her. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, the, the question at the end of the day, as we talk about your application and the feedback that you got, right? So you, you mentioned, I don't know if it was mm-hmm. beneficial for me to apply. Well, it is because you got feedback, right? It's, it's not fun feedback to hear of, hey, your, your mm-hmm. stats just aren't good enough. And you have to understand that that's one school, right? And you have to understand that it's one person at that school, now, your stats may not be competitive with their averages, but that potentially doesn't mean that they wouldn't give you a chance, at least reviewing your application. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I get into a lot of trouble with, with students who are like, oh, Dr. Gray, you, you, you tell everyone they can get into med school. I'm like, you have to be good enough, again, <laughs> to give medical schools confidence that you're going to pass medical school that you're going to pass the boards the first time you take them, that you're going to go be a successful advocate for that medical school. Once you're quote unquote good enough to pass through filters and get on someone's desk and be reviewed, then everything else comes out, right? What is your journey? Why are you doing this? What are your passions and and how are you going to contribute to our class? But stats are still the most important variable that students are just like, well, I have, I have 300,000 hours of, of clinical experience. And so my, my 2.9, they, they're not going to care about because I've cured cancer and, and have, uh, I, I rescue puppies every day, right? And it's just, unfortunately, like, you have to prove that you can do well in medical school because it reflects mm-hmm. back on them. If they have a higher than average attrition rate where students are dropping out, when the accreditation body comes around and says, hey, what's going on here? They're like, well, they, that, that, that student saved puppies all day. And so we really liked him, even though he never got more than a C in any of his classes. And he did the same thing here and he failed out. Right? It just doesn't work. Yeah. And so we have to start with stats. So you said 3.6 GPA. What's your science GPA? Mm-hmm. What do the trends look like? Yeah, it's... Um... I've gone through it. It is an upward trend Good. since uh, freshman year to senior year. Okay. I did it in like a four, four and a half year increment just because I studied abroad. Okay. Um, I believe it's like a 3.2. Okay. I have to double check. Not the strongest. I so, know that. so not great. Um, right. And so this yeah. is where we have to get super nuanced and, and a tool like, like I created with MapDap where for free, go, go calculate your GPAs and uh, then just let me know, like email me or, or DM me and go, okay, all, all my grades are in there. Then I can look at those trends and I can just very quickly go, 
you've proven yourself, you haven't proven yourself. That's always, always, always the first step for me. And again, students don't like to hear that because they're like, well, I'm just a number. Yes, you have to prove that you're good enough to do well in medical school. That's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So Now, should we take into consideration the master's program that I'm working on? Probably not well because it's not hard program? sciences. Okay. Right. Nutrition, maybe there's some physiology, biochemistry stuff maybe in there that, that mm-hmm. is great. But probably the majority of the medical school is going to be like, eh, it's all right. But it's not proving academics and hard sciences. Okay. So that's the GPA standpoint. We need to see what those trends are. So you could have a 3.2 and I would be like, great. It's not a problem. Your trends look fantastic. You've proven yourself. You could have a 3.2 and I would say, you haven't proven yourself. It's not that the final number, it's the story behind the number that really matters. Okay, so that's okay. GPA. MCAT score, it's been a few years. You probably yes. need to retake the MCAT just yes. with expiration uh, that's, dates. That's the goal. Okay. Um, expiration dates, yes. So you've taken it two times now, three times? Twice. Twice, yep. okay. So you got five more times. <laughs> you got five more takes. Hopefully, praise praise the Lord, you only need it one more time. Okay. So you need to do some deep soul searching, figure out why you haven't been successful. And potentially with the GPA, maybe it's telling you you don't have that the core science foundation to build upon to do well. So you just have to figure that out. Maybe you need to mm-hmm. study for a little bit longer, go dive really into the, the content, and then focus on full-length exams, QBanks, all that fun stuff. So uh, quick quick plug for the sponsor, like go get a free Blueprint MCAT account, go get a half-length diagnostic, just kind of uh, dip your toes in the water with a half-length again, go take their full-length one, go create a study plan, figure it all out so that you can you can make sure that you are prepared this time to never having to take it again. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> Shoot for the 528. Yes. Yeah. And then. Yes, that's the goal. <laughs> and then, right, then the application. Write a good personal statement, activity descriptions. I have a whole book on the application process. Like, follow it. I have them. Don't sell yourself. <laughs> Just tell your story. Yeah. And and let let you come out in in your application. Mm-hmm. Very good. Do you think that my lack of being within the medical realm over, I would say the past year, mm-hmm. it's been a year. Yep. Um, since I was a scribe, um, do you think that that will affect my application anyway? Because I know that they like consistency. They mm-hmm. don't like things that are done short term. Um, so yeah. What are your takes on that? Potentially, right. But you, you can't change the last year, year and a half. The only thing that you can change mm-hmm. is moving forward. So if you're not applying until next year, well, great. You, you have a year of, of, basically of stuff that you can be doing to show that. So you have a little bit of a gap. How much did you help take care of your mom um, as, as she relapsed and, and as she passed, like being a caretaker is considered clinical experience. Can you put that on your application? So there, there are things yeah, I was to, her primary caregiver. Yeah. 
so there you go. You weren't doing nothing. You were t- you were taking care of your mom, and that can go on your yeah. application if you, if true. you want it to. Okay, interesting. I never thought of it in that perspective. It's just my mom, and I loved her, and you know exactly. Got to take care of your mom, you know. So, you, you you take care of her. Something to consider for sure. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like. like i mean it's it's kind of crass to say it's like thanks mom for giving me an activity i can put on my application um right i'd rather not have to put that on my application but yeah 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 um do you feel that and i know you mention it a lot in your podcast and i'm like always trying to remind myself but do you think that because my first two years of my undergrad, I was at a community college. I was on a basketball scholarship to play there. Okay. Um, do you think that in any way that would essentially, is it frowned, basically what I'll say is, is it frowned down upon, okay, that I'm coming from like community college, finishing out a four-year institution and- No, and it actually potentially, okay. it potentially even tells a better story because if you struggled early on, and did well later, well, number one, you are a student athlete, which is a, a potentially huge part of the narrative of like, I was like, we all know <laughs> student athletes are not students first, right? They're athletes first. And so you were busy right. with, with your schedule. And when you transfer to university, potentially the, the athletics part, that, that commitment went away. And then you were able to focus on school and your grades got better at a university yes. versus community college. And so that tells its own story itself, right? Which is, I, I always come back to, it's not just the number, it's the story behind the number. Okay. Good things to focus on then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think that I have any other questions. I'm signed up for your course in January, so I'm excited for that. Application <laughs> Academy. I'm so excited. We're uh, We're... Yes, we're, we're super yes. stoked. Good, good. <laughs> I'm, I'll be excited to to help you and and work with you through your application. I appreciate it so much. Uh, thank you so much, Doctor Gray, for this. This has been like super informative. Helped me like reaffirm that like yes, applying is the right thing for me. I just have to have to get something squared away. <laughs> yes, uh, applying is the right thing. Um, and and focus on telling your story. Don't need to sell yourself. Make sure for, first and foremost, let's let's make sure the grades are, are telling the right story. So send me if you don't have a mapped app account yet, right. go create one. Again, it's free. Put all your grades in there and uh, and then just let me know and I'll go take a look. And uh, that'll okay. be the first decision. And that, that's typically the first couple of weeks of Application Academy is like I'm looking at everyone's GPA going, yeah, you should come back next year after you take some more classes. OK, so okay, let's let's get that out of the way for you first. Perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. Gray. Appreciate everything. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 